Let us pray. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts help us to apprehend the wonder of Christmas, to know the love of your Son. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Please be seated. You know, Christmas runs the risk of being sugar-coated more than just cookies. Yet perhaps the shared difficulty that we've all experienced in 2020 of life's uncertainty and our own brokenness prepares us to better receive the true gift of Christmas. This year, together but apart, we've seen that Christmas is better reflected in the hymn in the bleak midwinter, more so than the bright, cleaned-up version of life as expressed in the holly and the ivy. As I look back on 2020, my losses, my trauma of trying to keep this church and its people together and vibrant, they're actually small when compared to the people who've lost just about everything. Lost their job, lost their spouse, lost their parent. Some have lost homes and health and even hope as this virus continues to wreak havoc. You know, this year's racial reckoning and our sharply divided political camps have absolutely exposed our need for healing and belonging and peace. We could sure use some of what those angels heralded so long ago, peace on earth, goodwill to mankind. So in this tough year at Thanksgiving, I began pondering the power of gratitude. And so I sat with the question, what are my blessings in 2020? And oddly, the first thing that came to me were my 2020 escapes off this planet because there were two activities that gave me peace in the storm. My first escape was kayaking nearly every Friday morning with some treasured friends. And the second, I was grateful for giving myself permission to watch the Netflix series Call the Midwife. <laughs> you know, I don't normally watch a lot of TV, but this year... When I got home and I found myself feeling exhausted by trying to be brave and cheery for everyone else, these heartfelt stories of British nurses and Anglican nuns in all their compassionate encounters with the people of Poplar, London, you know, they warm my heart. And in each episode of Call the Midwife, as you might expect, there's at least one or two bursts and I've never personally given birth, but this did allow me to get in touch with the kind of earthy aspects of delivery. The natural birth of a child is intimate. It's messy, even dangerous. It is no Christmas Hallmark card. For the mother and the child, life and death, they're often held in the balance. And all the while, the midwife, has this vital mission of accompaniment, calmly assuring the mother to breathe and just trust the process. So now, this Christmas, more than ever before, I wonder about the nativity of our Lord. You know, I, I see it more from, a, from an earthy perspective.
curious about who might have helped young Mary deliver her son. Who had the privilege of receiving and wrapping that crying, wet newborn in some cloth and then laying her Savior son on Mary's teenage chest? To grasp the significance of what this birth means, I'm finding it helpful to to use some research and, and holy imagination to visualize Luke's breathtaking story. Mary, probably 14, the age of some of our acolytes, she would have been totally exhausted after that long journey and probably laboring into the night. Having your first child far from home with little privacy and few comforts means that the first Christmas was really, really tough. And Joseph, probably a young teen himself, he's dealing with a whole nother host of problems. He's only halfway married to Mary, and they're probably still living with their own parents in Nazareth. And so now being forced by this oppressive powers-to-be forces him to go to Bethlehem, and Joseph's home is uh, his, home of rest, his home of register, so there they go. And most likely... They're staying with relatives, but for he and Mary, still unwed, no doubt there were unspoken questions. And old Joseph, he's carrying a bit of confusion and shame that night. No tinsel here. And then there's those uncouth shepherds who just show up. Heck, it's already been a strange enough night for these parents. And back then, smelly shepherds were so second class that they weren't even allowed in the temple. Legally, they weren't even trusted to testify in a dispute. Yet the irony is the host of heaven invites the lowliest rung in society to witness this. Plus, gave them the follow-on mission to go tell it on the mountain, to go testify. And I can only assume since the story mentions hay and a manger, that that means there was probably a donkey and some sheep there too. No holly, no ivy, just raw, confusing. And into this scene of befuddled creatures, probably more than we are even in a pandemic, God places a baby, his only son. And this is probably the most vulnerable act that the cosmos has ever experienced. Haven't we all discovered that when we are vulnerable, we connect with others? God comes as a baby to connect with us. In his powerlessness, this baby reaching out draws us in. In the nativity, God will risk weakness, risk everything to meet us. Yes, simultaneously, that wee one who couldn't quite see yet, who's been floating in embryonic fluid for about nine months, is at the same time wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. And the crucial thing here, the thing that we need to know, is that this baby is love. Love allows himself to be born. 
Let that seek him, the architect of the galaxies and protons, the all-powerful source from which all things came to be and upon which the entire cosmos depends, becomes human. And God did it to send us the clearest message that he is with us in the thick and the thin of life. You know, you can get through almost anything when you know you're not alone. Christmas is the everlasting light shining in the darkness. Christmas is hope dawning on our despair. Christmas is love come down, proof that there is no moral judgment, just mercy, just love. Affirmation that life is hard, but take heart, life is also good. There in that backwater town, to common folk, God has his angels declare his goodwill to mankind, sending his only son with the mission to accompany us all our days in sickness and in health. Christmas is the ultimate episode of Call the Midwife. Jesus joins us in the journey, coaxing us to breathe, assuring us to trust the process of being born anew. Even in our hardships, Christmas assures us that we are never alone. You know, Easter, it answers a different question of how God, through Christ, will one day gather together and redeem all our frayed ends, making us whole, bringing life out of death. But for now, on this sacred night, Christmas is about being vulnerable with all that we struggle with. And tonight, we gather around the Holy Child so that he might wrap his arms around us. Emmanuel, always, always with us. Amen.